Hola. Welcome to episode 21 of Word to Your Mama. Today we have Aaron Woes Martin. He's family to me, but I wanted to have him on because he's definitely an internationally known artist, muralist, big name in the designer toy world. Uh, we, we go way back. But I want to talk, I wanted him to be on today because I wanted him to talk about, he's talked about art for days, right? Everywhere he goes. But I wanted to talk about how being in a crazy life-threatening crash impacted his life and how he, that was like the catalyst for getting him where he is to here today. Our love of hip hop and how it's pretty much dictated everything in our life how we're not fair weather fans. And also because he's one of the uh, owners and founders of the Boom Bap Kids, this amazing project that has come out of the pandemic. It's going a couple more months and it'll be a year strong. But to see the evolution of that is amazing. So we talk about the starts of that and how that all came about. And you have to check out the Boom Bap Kids. They call it Boom Bap Nostalgia, Purveyors of Fun Hip Hop Shit. And it's you just have to see it to believe it. It's amazing puppets spinning with special guest DJs, and <laughs> it just brings joy. It brings joy. So let's talk about all those different elements, and let's get it started. You know, not fucking traveling and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's good. He said, "What up?" Um, I got some questions Where from him later for for you. Cool. Uh, questions from the audience. Woesy woes, woesy woes. Aaron Martin, but I call you Woes because you're my brother. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, but a lot of people nowadays, you when you say your name, you don't just say Woes. You say Aaron Woes Martin. Yeah, or just say, when they say, um, can I call you Woes? I'm like, yeah, either that or Aaron Martin. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. But I can call yeah. you Woes. For sure. <laughs> so I was trying to, you know, I was doing my outline and shit and trying to figure out what I want to talk to you about. And just like with our good friend um, Kano, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about you. Like you've done mad interviews on print, you know, audio, visual, whatever, about you sure. being an artist and all this stuff. And so that, that shit's out there. You know, you can look that shit up for days. Um, but I wanted to talk to you more about kind of like other stuff that have, has really impacted your life. Right. But before we get into that, how did we meet? We actually, if I remember right, it was because of the, we all did the BIC. Yes. Shout out Marka. Shout out. I'm going to, who's going to be on. Yes. uh, In the next month. time. Shout out to Marka. Yeah. So we did the Big Buddies, the series Big Buddy, because you were in Mm -hmm. it, Kano. That's how I met all you fools. Was because totally. of that, and I met you at that show where I was. I think I was playing live with Biz Marquee. Was that the one? Yeah. Or was that it? I think so. That yeah, was yeah. The one. That was the first time I met you there. It was that before, or after the big. It was buddy. after the big was released. And was that before, or after we, the big release show at uh, Crew West, or was that the same night? No, that was after the show came up. After the big show came up after because. You came up to me during that art show, and you're like, oh, I'm Ritzy. I did the Big Buddy. And I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. So we're connecting faces to artists, you know? At the, oh, yeah. And it, I remember I gave Biz Marquis. 
That's my, dope. My big buddy. I don't know if he still has it because I know he's like I'll a guarantee. big, a Toy big collector. collector. Mm-hmm. I heard him recently. I don't know if it was a recent one or if it was a classic one. I don't know if you listen to Questlove's podcast, Questlove Supreme. And so he had him on. If you haven't listened to that one, you you especially. I do need to get it. Yeah. It's I think it's a two parter too. And he talks about like how he collects all kinds of shit, um, especially vinyl and shit. And like to the point where Questlove, who's also known as a crazy collector, he was jealous. Like a hater on Biz Marquis. Oh, yeah. Because Biz Marquis I mean, was way like back when I heard um Biz even had a huge uh, Barbie collection, I heard. I don't doubt it, dude. He's, like, really into that shit. That he he has his own, like, he has a separate house or some shit to hold his collection, like a whole other building or another house just to hold his collection of all his shit. Can you imagine? That's so dope. So I was like, I hope he kept it. <laughs> I hope it's I like just, I just want, I just want his turntables. <laughs> <laughs> he has these little mini Technique twelve hundreds for forty fives. <sighs> so dope. That'd and be so dope. And it's the only pair ever made. Man, he was talking about shit like that, like a lot of shit that a lot of people made just for him, and like mm. you have to you. Let me tell you right now, this weekend, before the weekend's okay. over, you have to Send listen me a link. to it. I'll, I'll go I'll go watch it. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to listen to it. It's super, super good. I just heard part one and part two of Kwame. Ooh, I saw that I actually saw a post about that. Because I follow Kwame on Instagram. I'll be watching him DJ and shit. I don't. I, and I was like, I need to follow Kwame. It was like I'm sure you had polka dots. I rocked the polka dots. <laughs> Dude, I must have had at least six different polka dot rayon suits in high school. I remember, like, I, I, I got some polka dot fabric, and I, I patched it in my jeans and shit. Like... Oh. <laughs> my aunt spoiled me, so we got mad polka dot gear from uh, Oak Tree back in the day. Oak Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get my polka dots, my guests, my guests overalls and guest jeans and shirts from Oak Tree. And your um, jabos. <laughs> jabos, yep. Totally. Oh my gosh. I, I never sported Z Cavaricis though. I wasn't into Z Cavaricis. Did you sport that cross was... colors? I did. I had hella cross colors. I had so much cross colors that some of the black homies that I kicked in with hated me because I had all the shit. Because <laughs> you, you're flexing. You're like, bah. I'm flexing. I'm, <laughs> I'm the only Filipino in school. So they're like, how the fuck does this Asian dude get all the <laughs> my, my second job. I remember this one dude, this one dude, Spoonie, he would, because we had the same, we had so much cross colors, but he was a scary dude. I think, you know, he also kicked through a lot of Crips and shit, but I remember homeboy was like, you better not wear this shirt on Friday because I'm wearing this shirt. Because <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be days we'd wear the same shit, and he would get hella mad, and I was hella scared of it because he was, he was like a fucking senior. <laughs> so hilarious. did you ever wear the same thing yeah, on, we on did. the same day? Did he fuck yeah. you up or he just threatened you to never do it again? Then you never did it again. He threatened me. But the thing is, my sister was like hella popular. She was a senior mm. and we got along with everybody. I hung out with Cholos, Jocks. You know, it, it was <laughs> yeah. all across the board because we were the Hawaii kids. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, they're Hawaii. They're from Hawaii. So we're like instantly kind cool. of popular yeah, it, because yeah. we're from Hawaii. <laughs> so no one, and no one fucked with me because my sister was a dancer and she kicked it with hella black chicks and she was in like the 
this cheerleading squad and they make like MC Hammer routines and shit. So she got, she had mad respect. So everyone was like, you better not fuck with her, with her brother. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though he really wanted to, he really wanted to fuck me But up. he didn't want to catch that smoke from your sister. <laughs> That's amazing. I was just telling Rocker the other day, he, he brought up a, uh, uh, oak tree or something like that and i was like nah dude i go i used to work at a place called dj's with the z <laughs> it was like what? the 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 chess oh he said oh something something chess king and i was like nah i used to work at dj's with the z and it had like all the cross color <laughs> shit right and we, I, you know i was in san diego so it was like a swabby town like a bunch of navy dudes right so like i was t- the reason why i came up because i was telling him i was like i don't i don't do well sales i'm not i don't that's not part of my skills sales unless i believe in the product right if i believe in the product i'll you'll buy it because i believe in you feel it so you're hyped on it i'm hyped on it and you could feel that it's genuine i can't fake the funk on some shit i don't know so i'm in this dj and so like the first and 15th all the navy people all the navy dudes would come in and they would be like trying to buy all the shit right so mm-hmm. my manager was gay. We got along like this, but I wasn't never making my quota because I couldn't sell shit because I'd, I'd take people to the back, to the sales racks. Right? Oh, nice. You know? So, but yeah, this yeah, one yeah. time he's like, well, you need to like step it up. Like, you know, sales, you know, I'm getting some flack. And I was like, all right. So this one ginger dude from like Idaho came in. In the Navy, he's like brand new in the Navy, look kind of scary. Like he was like afraid, like he was like nervous. And he's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> they told me to come here and get some gear. I sold him cross colors from head to toe. I think I gave him, I, he bought a beanie, a belt, the pants, the hoodies, the jackets. The whole. He was like, and I, I was telling Rock, I was like, I still feel bad to this day. Because <laughs> like. I made him go all out. I think he might have even put it on to wear out that day. Like, full-blown cross color. He left the store. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always thought you men was the Bobo cross color. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I hated those drawings, those illustrations with yeah. the dude <laughs> with the hair. You know, they were just silhouettes. Like, yeah. colored silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like those fashion drawings. Like, those... Oh, my God. Oh, that's crazy. So that year was like we met in, what, 2008, 9? 2008 or 9 because that's when I moved to L.A. Yeah. So, okay. So people people know you. People Mm -hmm. are listening right now because they know you probably because, you know, you're internationally known artist, muralist, da-da-da-da-da, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the main things that I feel like a lot of my guests that are part of my tribe that I have on the show, they're all dope. But a, 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 like a common thread is that I think we all have in common is the, the non-linear career path, right? But I feel like we're all creatives in some way. If we're mm-hmm. not full-blown creatives, like, you know, you and I, whatever. But so I was thinking about that for you and your career, you know, born and raised, Hawaii, you were like, Part in Nevada, part Southern California, part up north, blah, 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 blah. One thing that I feel, and I want to see what you think, you were in like a crazy crash back in the days, right? Like life-threatening, like fucked up shit. Yeah, totally. 
Near death. Near death experience. What was this like? The nineties? This is ninety eight. How old were you in ninety eight? I think oh, when this happened. 20, early 20s, man. See, that's when you know you get old when you have to do the math in your head <laughs> to figure out what you <laughs> I think I was like 22, maybe 22. Yeah. So that's that weird age. Like I just had, um, you know, uh, two reps from Gen Y and Gen Z on to f- figure out how that uh, is. You know, it's very interesting, you know, because they grew up on another time. But like. It doesn't matter what generation you are. That age, it's like you're you're not a kid, but you're not you're just entering adulthood. So that's like some fucking crazy important time. And then to have yeah. a life-threatening accident, how do you feel that's impacted your life? And do you think you'd be where you're at now if it wasn't for that crazy accident? Never. I would never. I wouldn't I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Because um, taking taking it that um, that it was in my early twenties, and you know, like my parents were knuckleheads, so we grew up knuckleheads. You know, I never got we never were taught about credit cards or credit, or we never had a focus of yeah, we're gonna go to college after school. You know, my parents was more they're they're teenagers, so when they had us, so for them it was just just pick up and go, you know, like what happens, happens. So, you know, after I graduated, uh, well, in high school, you know, discovering hip hop that turned me into like, when it came to education, (laughs) (laughs) I never, I was just all about hip hop. I just wanted to paint, rap and, you know, dance, you know (laughs) what I mean? So, so, you know, like, um, oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. So then in 98, um, after, being involved in Hawaii hip hop, going to shows. And, you know, that was like, for us, it's like the golden era age, you know, it was all about ciphers and, and mobbing around with your friends and shit. So, you know, for, for some reason in, in, uh, the ending of 97, all the homies were like, Hey, we should all go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so we all like out of pocket. We're like, yeah, you know, it was funny. Cause we motivated each other. They're like, yeah, dude, community college, you know, it'll be like maybe max three to four hundred bucks, you know, like, let's get it, you know? Yeah. So then, you know, we, we, I ended up in, in community college and it was just like, you take all your homies from different parts of the island and we all go to the same community college. It becomes high school again. 13th grade. (laughs) <laughs> 13th grade so it was just all about girls free, freestyling in the courtyard we, we we treated community college like it was some fucking university with fucking huge parties <laughs> of course of course <laughs> and you know i only went to my art classes i only went to my ceramics class and video classes because i actually wanted to get into cinematography and stuff but it's just funny because during that time, I felt like I was getting my life together, meaning I was paying out of pocket. I had my own apartment. I owned my own car. It was an old-ass car, but I felt like I had my shit together. Yeah. I was on that road of trying to figure out on getting my shit together in as an early adult. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But this car accident smacked me, like, in 98, and it was almost like a wake-up call, you know? And, um... um 
you know, it was really serious to a point where, you know, they, they had to cut me out with the jaws of life. Damn. And my even my parents, my mom and, you know, my sister and all them, they said when they went to go get my belongings from my car, when you look at the car, it looked like, because there's blood stains in there, Ooh. it looked like no one survived that Ooh. crash. You know what I mean? Ooh. I wish I had a picture of it. But, you know, the car accident put... My, I, I mean, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it was also the best thing that happened to yeah. me. Because, you know, like going through therapy, physical therapy, you know, all that mentalness and stuff, you know, it got me back into painting. And that's all I could do because I was paralyzed on my left side. Like uh. I was immobile. My left arm and left leg could not were not mobile they just hung they hung so i started getting it back i could move my arm and i could move my leg but i had no control over my ankles or my my wrist so my hand (laughs) and the doctor told me that i may not get get it back it i forgot i forgot the the physical term or the you know scientific term or whatever but it's when your um arm shrinks because you're not using it anymore Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, atrophy yeah, is that the right word? Atrophy. Yeah, yeah, atrophy, yeah. Atrophy. That's it. So yeah, the 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 uh, my doctor told me that my hand, my arm might shrink. You know, like turn skinny and weird. I told him, dude, if that happens, I'm chopping that shit off. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I rather have I rather have a cool ass fucking hook than. <laughs> Then a shriveled up, for shriveled then a, up. A shriveled up tree, 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 <laughs> fucking arm, you know, or or T Rex arm. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, slowly from therapy, it came back, and then you know that was all the physical stuff. So the yeah. physical stuff, it was like total after school special shit because <laughs> I would be, I would be in therapy, and you know, I there was this bridge with the. The rails. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and one arm worked, so I was on the rail. <laughs> it's not funny uh, that you're making me like people can't see this if they're not watching the video. So I know, I know, oh. I know but, but my parents would be on one side of the room and I had to walk over this bridge towards them. Okay. And it was that classic scene, like in, you know, like after school <laughs> yeah. special where they're all looking at me and they're kind of rooting me on. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you can do it, man. You, you got it, And you hear it, the Aaron. dramatic music in the background. Yep. And then me, super pissed off and fucking mad, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, Stop looking at me. <laughs> like, end of the world street, you know? I was like, fuck you. <laughs> You don't know how hard it is, like, just hella pissed off, you know what I mean? Like, total, like, drama, like, TV drama, man. But it's real, my parents are like... It's funny now, but it was real, it was real. Oh, totally, and, you know, they're, like, telling my brother, yeah, we should leave the room, we should leave the room. (laughs) And I'm all crying and fucking angry, you know, I'm fucking livid, like, dude... Totally. But, yeah, like, doing all that and stuff, so I was, like, in a wheelchair for, like... Almost a year. Damn. And then um, it's just funny because that was all physical. And when I when I got mobile again, then my dad gave me my old job back, and I was just like building crates and driving forklift and doing shipping and receiving at a moving company. Mm-hmm. 
Staying competitive in these dynamic times means having the right technology at work for your small or medium-sized business. Whether your goal is to grow, downsize, or modernize, Panoply BPO provides the right combination of tools, support, and affordability necessary to make it a reality. Visit panoplybpo.com. That's P-A-N-O-P-L-Y-B-P-O.com to schedule your no-obligation consultation today. Mention WTYM and get your 13th month of service for free. Panoplybpo.com. There is a better way. And his old dude roll up to me. He, he must have been like in his mid-60s. And he was just like, hey, Martin, how old are you? And I was just like, um, 22. And he's like, oh, I started here at your age. And I was just like, <laughs> you're like, oh, hell no. I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Hella big fucking local guy on a fucking, you know, on a fucking uh, forklift telling me like, yeah, man, you're, you're on your way. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, my brother. <laughs> no. And, you know, that's when the mental shit hit because I was like, fuck that. I didn't know what to do. My dad hella helped me get this job. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm living with my parents. I don't have my car. I don't have my place. The, the person that hit me was trying to sue me. Ugh. But he, he couldn't because they, they actually think he was drunk when Ooh. he got hit. They didn't do the test. Oh, man. So when... Yeah, so when his lawyers hit me up, they're like, yo, the, the my client wants to sue you for this and that. And I was like, okay, well, I was just real. I was just like, you can try and sue me. But everything I own, I lost. My car was the only thing I own. I don't have a fucking savings. Yeah. And fucking, the only thing I have left is my PlayStation. So if he wants my PlayStation, <laughs> you guys don't even have to fight. I'll give it to you. <laughs> So they gave up. The guy, they, they probably went back and was like, "Dude, you can't get nothing from this guy. There's no way you're gonna yeah. get money from him." You know what I mean? So when I got, when I left my job, my my I got a huge again with my parents. My mom was like, pretty much like, "You need to get the hell out of the house." You know, like kick me out kind of deals. And um, that's when I ended up moving to Seattle. And when I moved to Seattle. Oh, I told my mom, oh, yeah, I found a place to stay. I'm, I'm moving. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm glad that you found a place. Where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to Washington. I'm going to Seattle. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck? Why are you moving to Seattle? Like, what the hell? I was like, but, yeah, I mean, that, it was from then, from then on. Like, all, all of it went back to back to a point where it all made sense to me. You know, like, when I moved to Seattle, like, being opened up by just the, the creative community. Yeah. And, you know, it was so different because Hawaii was so conservative at the time. And, you know, Hawaii's always been at least four years behind when it came to hot shit back in the day, you know, like what was cool or what was, what was popping or whatever. And um, it motivated me because, and even though I was depressed as shit, I moved to Seattle with like 500 bucks. I didn't have a job. I was staying at a homie's house and, but it made me get creative, you know, even though I yeah. wasn't getting paid for whatever, like, you know, I was indoors. I wasn't spending any money. All I did was create. So it was either it was painting, sculpting, drawing, um, 
I was all about it, you know. And then I found a store that was really dope, and it was called Houston, owned by Matt Houston. And um, I noticed that um, from being a graph head from back in the day that there were pieces in there by graph dudes that I admired in my younger days in high school, you know. And that was like Futura 2000 and and um, Cause. Cause had, you know, started blowing up. He had screen prints there. For like three hundred bucks, it's just <laughs> imagine, imagine screen print. Imagine, and um, you know, Money Mark had a toy there. The original Point Man figure by Futuro was there, wow. which was amazing. And I was like, all this stuff that I was into as a kid, you know, like graffiti dudes, and then toys. Yeah, and then now, and then just art, like all this shit, and it was during the time where like. Tokyo Magazine, Relax. Tokyo, yes. Yeah, and um, Lowdown, the Lowdown books were out. And that's when that huge movement where it was music, street uh, street scene, like streetwear scene and skating was all merging. Design, skating, hip-hop. Fashion, all this yeah. Fashion was all merging into this really cool design community. So I couldn't afford the original paintings. But I could afford magazines, so I was buying Tokyo on Relax, Giant Robot. I was buying yeah. uh, posters, you know, like anything I can do that can motivate me. And that's the stuff I looked at. And, you know, this is before the Upper Playground <laughs> Movement. Upper mm-hmm. Playground Movement came out a little bit after that. That so, changed the game for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I was I was, I was more following cats like even Hecox, Ryan McGinnis, um, yeah. Mr. Jago. Um, Twisto, you know, Barry McGee and, and, um, and his wife, you know, like, uh, Margaret Killigan and all that. that Andy Howell, shout out to Andy Howell. And like that, I call them like the, they were like the seniors at the time, you know, as far as like, if we were all in school, they're killing the game, but it was those cats that inspired me to even Cause I was always still into graph, even then. Cause you know Northwest is so huge with freight bombs and all that stuff. So I was just fascinated with all that, and it all merged together. And of course, I was broke. So what could I do for free? And I was to create at home. Yeah. So I was at home, you know, and and my homie he sold drugs, well pills. So I took <laughs> a lot of psychedelics and you know that kind of stuff, and just vibe out at home. And just create. And, uh, and all and that create. wouldn't have happened Without if it wasn't for that. something that could have really broken somebody. Because you were literally oh, yeah. physically broken, but it could I have was. mentally. Well, I mean, it sounded like at some points yeah. you had to you like strive and persevere to get to that other side. And you know, yeah. someone could have maybe gotten to the other side, but then mm-hmm. maybe would have stayed on the island, stuck. And then you would have oh, been yeah. homeboy that would have been making it at 65 years old. That dude or whatever that dude was say like, oh, you're on your way. John Forklift. <laughs> that could have been that could have been you. And that's that's fine for some people. But because of the impact of something's tragic. Yeah. It propelled mm-hmm. you. And that's why we the world has you. That's why we know each other. Um, yes. So that's a good thing. And I really wanted to really make a point of talking about that because I feel like it's motivation, right? Because I feel like, you know, uh, whether it's something crazy like that happened or traumatic childhood fucked up shit, like you just 
it makes you strive to do better, to be better. And mm-hmm. kind of like, fuck it. I don't, you're kind of like, it sounds like you're kind of like, fuck, I don't fucking got anything. And I fucking lived I have, this fucking shit. I work the same way too. That's exactly how I work, how I worked in the beginning. And that's what I always tell young cats coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't lose that energy. That same energy that I had when I first discovered it is the same energy that I carry on now, you know, like it never faded off. Like you never get comfortable. Like you can never get comfortable. I think that's Mm. what, you know, uh, I think that's what a lot of successful people have in common. Like you never get comfortable. Like the day that shit, there's not like you don't get nervous or you don't like there's not, you know, you don't got that drive. You're not hungry for it. It, it, You know, Mm. you gotta, you gotta rethink shit. And And another thing that I feel like you mentioned it and also, a group of people on here uh, that I have hip hop, the impact mm-hmm. of hip hop, and how we're not fair weather friends. We're not fair weather fans, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. it, I don't, like when I had Kano on, and when I was talking to Mad Twins on here, like we we didn't grow up. We weren't all about it in elementary, junior high, high school, and then when we got into our thirties and forties, we outgrew it. Like, I'm no. I'm to the death. <laughs> We're lifers. Lifers. We are lifers. Yeah. Lifers. Totally. Like, from, because mm-hmm. I think what's different too is that kids nowadays, like I was talking to the young cats, you know, my niece and nephew that are dope, and they don't, un- they understand because they have good people in their life. But a lot of kids, they, they might be into hip hop, but they're not like, when we grew up, you, you already were knowing of the elements of hip hop. The dancing, oh, yeah. the graph, dabbled, the beatbox. Dabbled into it for sure. Like yeah. you try, I tried them all, and I was like, I, yeah. <laughs> I suck at this one. Let me go over here. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, what can I? How yes. can I be down? Like, well, how do I get into this world? Because this shit's about me. Like this shit, I I gravitate towards it. Da 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 da. Like you were the only when you came, you were the only Filipino cat, but you were into hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we were we grew up at a time where everything was so compartmentalized and you can only like one type of music, but I feel like we're the same too, right? Like I love yeah. hip hop as much as I love Morrissey and the Smiths and Echo and the Bunnymen and all that shit. Like, for sure. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't cool back then. Like people were like sweating me because I was doing that. But hip hop, going back to hip hop, hip hop is in the, like the supernatural bear would not be here if it wasn't for hip hop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, that's, that's straight up. That's like really <laughs> real. And, and yeah. hip hop it's such a big it's the way we it's the way we live our lives. It's not just the music we listen to. It's it's our lifestyle, right? It's like and I feel like when I'm when I was in um the Big Buddies and I met all of you, I was like I met my people, right? Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. think that's why like, you know, we're family now. It's just kind of like because we're creatives but also because hip hop was, you know, such a integral part of our lives right and all the different elements so much so that we love to dance Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i was remembering i don't know if it was art basel 2010 or art basel 2011 remember we're in miami and remember we're dancing that was such a good time that was such an amazing night and then remember um what's his name italian Dope ass artist, never uh, twenty five oh one. Is that how you say it? Twenty five oh one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never right. He remember he was yeah. like, <laughs> he was like, 
He's like, I don't know. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do a terrible Italian accent. He was like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know if you if you guys are the best art crew, but you guys are the best dance crew. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I miss that guy. Man, so like shit like that. Like it's just, it brings people together. It's part of our lives. And I feel like that's a good segue into the first questions from the audience. And it's from your nephew, the supernatural bear. He wants to know, where did the inspiration of Boom Bat Kids come from? So maybe first tell the people what Boom Bat Kids is. Okay, so Boom Bat Kids was actually something that me and Kevin Lyons kind of created as a hashtag. Mm. Because um, it's funny, there's a few people in the art world that I look up to. And it's funny because they also, it's like nostalgia. Like it takes me back to a kid, being a kid, where you see someone walk in the room that you admire and, or you see someone's work or whatever. And there's a few OGs that I look up to that has that vibe. You know what I mean? You know, there's, there's uh, Chaz and Christina. Please believe it. Are that vibes when I see them? I'm like, damn, I want to be like them when I'm a senior. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) they're fucking cool as fuck. And then, you know, OG Slick, yep. which I actually have a lot in common. Like, he's a big kid, you know, like he's always getting in trouble with, you know, <laughs> shit. And, uh, you know, and, and that happens with me now with, with Ming. But, I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> OG. And then there's fucking Kevin Lyons. Because off rip, it was, uh, I forget which powwow it was. The first time Kevin Lyons came to powwow, we didn't even know each other. Mm. And he had a talk with... Uh, he had a talk with, um, oh, dude, what's his name? Was it Jeff Staple? Jeff Staple. And, and as I'm walking into the interview, like into the building, someone had asked him a question. Well, what do you, you know, what do you think about, you know, the Hawaii and, you know, the art scene here and stuff like that? And out of nowhere, he just came out and said, dude, there's a guy, Angry Wobot, he's from Hawaii. Like, Shut up! I, I, hella, I hella dig his work. I mean, he, gave, he just gave me mad love, and we didn't. We didn't even know each other yet. Wow. And I didn't, I, I knew his work, but I didn't know. His history. I didn't, his history. Yeah. You know, his design history, his hip hop history. Yeah. Like, everything about him, you know what I mean? And um, so after painting with him, well, just over the years getting to know him, you know, and the, the hip hop starts oozing out. You yeah. know, like we say references, either it'd be about like, EPMD or Wu-Tang or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and I would bug out, he would say something or a quote from a hip hop record. And I'm just like, wait a minute. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, you know, after really linking with them and chopping with them, we ended up getting uh, together and um, we got to paint in Detroit. Dope. And um, yeah, since we're so into hip hop and we can talk for hours about it, like, it just became an ongoing thing where every time we kicked it or we hung out, I would hashtag the boom bap kids because, you know, we would just pass stories or damn, remember that one album? Oh dude, I hella remember that album. You know, like it was (laughs) one of those things, you know, and for a dude with that much knowledge and, you know, like to have that common, that common bond, it, it was just awesome. So, you know, like the boom bap kids came out of that. And then, you know, I've been painting panda bears for o- over 20 years now. So, 
you know, I, I go into my funk, but you know, I can also cannot complain because it's a, it's a brand that has taken me all over the world. It, it, Literally. It got me to meet like all my heroes. I met everyone that I ever really wanted to meet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, um, so, um, I've always been into Jim Henson and Fraggle Rock and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like all of us have. And, um, I remember, um, Carmen from, uh, art, uh, what is it called? Um, she throws, Carmen throws those cool shows, those art shows at, at uh, Oh yeah, at, uh, Titmouse. Titmouse, yeah, yes. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Carmen. They had a really <laughs> cool, I mean, I've always, I've always wanted to make a puppet. I just didn't know how to make it, you know what I mean? And, um, Carmen had a really cool show called, uh, I forgot the name of the show, but it was pretty much like a hip hop Sesame Street kind of vibes. <laughs> so everyone did like Sesame Street themed paintings or artwork. And I believe Josh Taylor, Polly had bought a piece and it looked like a Fraggle Rock. It was not a puppet, but it was a Fraggle Rock that looked, it was a Fraggle that looked like Rockem. <laughs> <laughs> it was called Fraggle Rock Kim. <laughs> Love it. And Paul brought it home, and I was so jealous because I was just like, <laughs> man, that's like the ultimate piece. I love that thing because, you know, I have a collection of hip-hop toys. And I was just like, man, that would look yeah. dope with all my shit. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I, over the years, like, I've always wanted to make a Muppet type of Muppet that resembled me. But after seeing that piece in person, was the one that sparked sparked it up where I was like, man, I know how to sew. Yeah. I should try and sew a puppet, you know what I mean? And I was back in 2019 and last January, I think, because 2019. It, because I don't think people know that you know how to sew, so much so that you made yourself oh, yeah, a yeah. Quasimodo outfit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I used to, it, before, okay, y'all, y'all get it right. I was not a cosplayer. <laughs> but in 2003, I made me an Ewok costume. Only because I always believed that Ewoks were Filipino bears. <laughs> yes. They talk like Filipinos. They talk like Southeast Asians, like Malaysians and Filipinos. But, um, you know, like I decided to make an Ewok in 03 for... Halloween, mm. me and my girlfriend at the time. And I pulled it off. And, you know, my mom was just like, <clears throat> my mom was always into sewing. Even in high school, she'd make her all her own shit. And then she, people would people would pay her to make gear for them, you know what I mean? Yeah. In school. So, yeah, my mom's like, here's the sewing machine. I'll teach you how to lace it up. But other than that, I want you to, like, learn how to use it. So I, I taught myself how to use the sewing machine. <clears throat> I don't know how to make patterns. I don't know all that shit. The measurements, I suck at that. I eyeball everything. And if it's too big or too small, I just adjust it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Freestyle. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah. So when I made my first puppet of myself, um, it it took me, like, a few days. But I remember the night before I actually finished it. Actually, no, my puppet took one night. I just wanted to make it, so I just went in. And I remember Ming came in there, and she goes, what are you doing? I was just like, I'm going to make a puppet. And she goes, the fuck? <laughs> like, kind of like, 
in her, I could see it in her face, like, oh, okay, you know, like, sure. <laughs> I didn't go to sleep, and the next morning, my puppet was created, and it was sitting on the table in my studio room, and she was tripping. She's like, oh, my God, you're really like a puppet. You were serious. I was super serious. And, um... Yeah, so then, you know, I was making music with Jose Mertz. Shout out to Jose Mertz in Miami. And um, we had already recorded a couple of tracks, you know. And I, I do music for fun. It's not to, like, fucking... I'm not trying to make a sound called page or... You know, I'm not trying to <laughs> blow up and try to perform or nothing. I just like making music. It's fun for me, you know what I mean? You're a creative. It's another and, creative out- outlet. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, you know, Jose was like, yo, you... Sh- I, I told Jose, yo, I'm going to make your puppet. We're going to shoot our video all in puppets. And he's like, <laughs> no way. You know, you're stripping, you know? <laughs> so I made his puppet and I took it to Art Basel. And dude, the feedback I got from it was just insane, you know? And it always, the that one always came up where people were like, um, dude, you should make a show. You know, and I'd be like, oh, that'd be cool. Like, that's it. Like, that was the end of <laughs> that conversation. You know, I'd be like, oh, that would be dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. But in my head, I'm just like, I kind of like just doing these Instagram videos, <laughs> these 15-second shout-outs, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, it just was great feedback. And when I, I, I gave uh, Jose his puppet, and then we're planning, the next thing we're planning was powwow. And everyone loved the puppets so much that I was like, "Fuck, we're gonna get we're gonna get Dragon and Saturnal mm-hmm. in Hawaii. I have to make puppets for them." <laughs> so I ended up making puppets for Saturnal and Dragon, and then I ended up making Kevin Lyons because in my head I'm like, "These are my homies," but Kevin Lyons was the original Boombap oh, kid. Gee. Yeah, you have so to. I was like, you I have, have to. to make you his puppet, to. and his looks. Just like him. Like, I'll put a link of one of the pictures where he's holding his, like, where it's his puppet next to him. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll put that. Because it looks just like it's him. (laughs) Totally. It's so dope. Yeah, and, you know, that universe, that puppet universe thing just all came together. Because while I was making his puppet, out the gate, Kevin goes, you know I was a puppeteer, right? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this fool never surprises me. He always has some shit, man. You were like, what? Yeah, and you know, in in the 90s, he played a Dominican puppet on MTV. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. Because he's white as fuck. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, I feel weird saying it now but back then it was just you know because i knew everybody it's hip hop shit you know what i mean yeah. like in these times it's a little sensitive but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah, a yeah. no it's but, a no go but back then anything went yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but he showed me clips you can find it on youtube i think and um it's amazing wow and just the fact that kevin lyons was actually a puppeteer dude full fucking was, circle you know who else was a puppeteer who Slick. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? <laughs> no lies. You gotta ask him. What? Holy shit! Yeah, Slick was a puppeteer. 
But when I have him on, I will ask him. Yes, I don't yes. believe it. <laughs> so, you know, like, the puppets were so cool that Andrew was just like, hey, just can you just put him in the show, the Think Space show? Ah. So they're, they're on display at the Think Space show, the whole powwow. And people were loving it so much that I just kept on getting that question, you know, are you making a show? You know, and I had no idea to do that. Like, how 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 would I get there? You yeah. know, like yeah. everything, production and knowing the right people and having writers and all. I don't know all that shit. Yeah. So then while in Hawaii, you know, we rocked this cool ass. On top of that, like, I mean, shout out to all the homies that I painted with. The whole squad, Hidden Fortress, fucking Keepers of the Funk. Like, this is just me super proud of the crew. Like, yeah. We had the sickest piece. <laughs> no doubt, and we no doubt. We gorilla styled it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like Dragon sure. and Dragon Saturno and, and Jose came off the strength of me, you know, like the homie. Like, fuck it, just come to Hawaii, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let's just paint. Like, I'll get the wall. You can jump on our wall, you know what I mean? And um, it was just a cool, like, just just the feedback I got in was really dope. So then when I came back home, because I was already working with Silent John, shout out to Silent John. Um, Silent John came up to me, and I guess while I was in Hawaii, him and my other partner, Mike Steele, was already brainstorming. And they're like, yo, uh-huh. we need to hit a woes and, you know, try and do some crazy shit with what like, he's doing. Oh, so they, okay, so it's not like they were thinking about having a puppet show. They thought of it after seeing your shit? And coll- wanted to collaborate with you on it. Well, because I was already working. Because, you know, Mike Steele is the owner of La Sonic uh, Boomboxes. And Silent John was already making beats for me. And we're already connecting. Oh, on got some, it, got it, got it. Oh, yeah. So, there, yeah. so then these guys, like John was like, maybe we should shoot a pop video. And I'm like, I'm down, dude. I'm down to shoot videos with these puppets. So, you know, John, he's hella resourceful and he's, he's smart as shit. So, like. He came up to me, and what was cool about it is it wasn't like he came up to me and was like, dude, we should shoot a video. Can you make me a puppet? Yeah. John was more like, yo, can you teach me how to make a puppet? You know, on some Bushido shit. Like, <laughs> teach me the ways. Like, let me, teach me the I ways. I want to make my own. I want to make my own puppet, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And during that time, the pandemic had just popped off. So, like... So we're you talking know, and, about a and, year, almost a year ago now, because we're Feb, at the, almost the end of Feb, yeah, and the pandemic yeah. hit around I created the March. first puppet a little bit before a year, but then this whole thing, like the puppet thing started taking off within the pandemic year mm-hmm. and the fucked up Trump year. But yeah. that's what was cool about it, because it was like a funny, chill pandemic project that was a blessing. You know what I mean? And it's it, it almost it, it almost goes along the line with my car accident because, you know, like I yeah. got the car accident. Boom. I'm locked up in a box. I can't go nowhere. I just have to be creative. I have to find out a way to make shit. You know yeah, what I mean? That's real. So with these guys, they had a studio not too far from Anaheim. So I ended up kicking it over there and I taught both of them how to build puppets. Oh, so and they are that studio was already on lock. Like that was theirs. Yeah. Oh, that was the got home it, got of it, got Mike it. Steele and, and Sonic Audio. So it ended up becoming Boom Bap Kids Studio, you know? So what's nuts about it is John, who was 
the DJ, he was KRS's DJ for I think Pay Dues tour. Ah, so the he teacher, already the teacher. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was already he was already doing shit like you know, and he's making beats for people for a while, mm. different people. And Mike, he had a fucking DJ radio show in San Diego for like thirteen years or something. So all these guys, they're already yeah, our network. Our network together combined, yeah, yeah. The reach, the reach alone. It's a, it was just a perfect pot of soup, you know. The ingredients was just right there, and then we had Jay Ski One as our first DJ guest. You know, he's you know, shout out to uh, Jay Ski, and he's he's been you know he's been a DJ for DP Sound and the Bridges Parties and all mm-hmm. that stuff way back. So he came on our show and he was having so much fun. That he never left. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is too fun, man. So he would come and help us operate, you know, like puppets and stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, his rite of passage is, well, you got to make your own puppet now. So we taught him <laughs> how to make a puppet. It took him forever. But <laughs> he made his own puppet. And, you know, the Boom Bap kids, well, I mean, all of us individually were already trying to think about doing the twitch thing you know yeah for me it would be my adventures as becoming a better dj Mm. you know like my my path is becoming a dj like just for fun it's it's on some like kata you know like some dojo (laughs) shit like i just want to learn how to become a good dj because all my friends kill it and why not my friends pass me music and they have ill selections so yeah you know so it's easy so you know like with that, it's like the idea of doing Twitch. John was like, "Dude, what if we DJ as a puppet?" <laughs> I'm just like, "Yo, if we can figure that out, it's on. It'd be insane." So then, yeah, we 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 brainstormed. We we had some trials and tribulations before we even went on live. <laughs> and the first time we went live as John as a puppet pulling it off, it was like. It the was like it the was wheel for us. It was yeah, yeah. it was meant to be. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Like totally. I've seen from you guys the beginning. What what month was that that you guys got on Twitch for the first time? Was it like fall? Um, it was in. I don't know time during the pandemic is weird. Dude, I know that it's funny because I can look at the timestamps. You know what I mean? But I think the first time we actually went live was. Wait, and the summer? April? Must have been April. Oh, that early. Oh, so really a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah really a yeah, year. Yeah, because like, I remember you guys started and it was like, I could see some people watching it, but the numbers have grown. Like, you have all kinds of, like, I'm going to have a link to that because if you guys haven't, and I've been telling everybody and their mother, I've been like, especially like true hip hop heads. Love this shit. And you guys have been getting so much stuff. So I'm going to have um, a link to uh, their Insta and their Twitch. You have to go on. One of my, fa- you guys have like amazing different types of DJs. And I like that. It's not just all male. You, you really rep as, as a space for the ladies and have some dope people oh, on there as well. Yeah. You had, um, Mona Lisa on. She was yes. our episode 14 guest here Ninja. on Word Here Mama. And so she was, on, she was on, um, I mean, just have amazing guests, but one of my all-time favorites, like I try to get on as whenever I can, right? But one of my all-time favorites, when you you gave me the hookup, you gave me like the insight, 
Like, you know, you're like, yo, we're going to do this special thing. No one knows. And it was Sleazy B. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he gave me, like, the heads up. Like, yo, check this out. We're going to do this. And you show me the puppet. Because I know that's your shit. I know that's your shit. <laughs> <laughs> always looking out. Always looking out. So you show me the puppet, like, you're texting me. And it's fucking. T- was that your first? Was that your first show? See? No, no, no. Was, oh, okay. No, no. I had seen. A bunch before, but that was like next when I was like, "Oh, these motherfuckers are next level because, <laughs> because it was a puppet that we looked like all... Stevie B." Yeah, and I had the rayon shirt with the bolo tie, and I had a mullet. <laughs> it was the best shit. And then, and then, and then during the live thing is that's when you figured out what the actual name was gonna be. Mm-hmm. With the chat and stuff, and I was like, I was, I was texting everybody. I was like, oh my god, we were dying, and I was like, this is the best shit ever. So like, <laughs> just the hip hop shit is good, but then like, people don't understand the uh, the level of creativity. So you got a green screen. It's a, it's either a real person or one of you guys, a puppet who are spinning, and then you act like this amazing like MC, like you're like shouting out motherfuckers in the chat. You know, mm-hmm. name talking about like you keep the party going, like this flow going, right? But then we sing along and stuff. Yeah, singing along and like all you motherfuckers know all the fucking words. The puppets know all the like the people handling the puppets <laughs> know all the fucking words. But also like the things that you everything's purposeful. Like everything you have on the turntables has to go with like the music, like or the theme, like you have like a Teddy Ruxpin and shit. But like one of the neck other next level ones was I forget his name, but you guys were like copy Matt. <laughs> you guys are like Oh. It was <laughs> we did um uh dude, shout out to the homie Sonny James. He's an amazing DJ. Yes. And we did, yeah, we did um we did Dave Chappelle's um <laughs> Dave Chappelle copy Matt. Yeah, so we all wore we all wore the costumes. It was so good. <laughs> we created the costumes for each character, and then we had the background. It was like we were working there, uh, and it went down straight to the doodoo butter. We had doodoo butter. <laughs> you had doodoo butter right there. And then what was also dope is, what was what was the DJ's name? Sonny James. Sonny James, and he would say shit into the mic, like, such and such, come to, like, shit from the, from the show. Like, you guys were, like, saying lines and shit, and, like, it was just, it was just, mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so totally. good. Like, you know what I'm saying? You guys were all in character. The props were on point, you know, down to the, yeah. th- that shit. I mean, it Once was... we figured out, um, when we came up with the themes, once we figured that out, it was even more fun. Because yeah. when you came down to the studio and see us work, we're running all over the place. I oh, bet. put this in there. Oh, then we're freestyling a lot of it, too. And, you know, like, um, Sonny James came a second time. Oh, no, no. Not Sunny James. Uh, Mad Skills came after seeing the Sunny James show. We had Mad Skills on, and we did Target. <laughs> so, oh man, I missed that one. <laughs> so Mad, I can send it to you. But yeah, yeah Mad Skills. <laughs> any of the videos you want, I can send it to you. Sweet, you can yes. just have it. But yeah, like uh, Mad Skills was like working the counter in Target, and we were like his coworkers <laughs> on aisle five. <laughs> And he kept on saying, dude, we're going to get fired for this. So, like, it was so good. It was so like, fucking good. Like, everyone's in character. Like, oh, that's amazing. That's what I loved about it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he would do this thing where we're all nodding our heads. And he goes, you guys ready for a break? And we'd be like, yeah, let's get a break on. And then he goes, one, two, 
three, break. And then we would all pause. The music would stop and everything, and everyone would just be staring at us, and we'd be stuck. And then he'll go, okay, we back on. And then we start nodding. So and, he was, and just that it was skills, man. He's, yeah. You know, like, it's insane, dude. That's crazy. Like, so bugged out. That's the thing with the with Boom Bap Kids and even with the Twitch community and DJs. It's 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 bringing the culture back to fun again. Yes. And, and DJs that you know, like a lot of veteran DJs here, like now they get they get to play what they want to play. Yeah, not they're not they're, yeah. yeah. You know, you get to the club and they're like, okay, well, this is the kind of crowd we're gonna have, so you know, we need these hits. You know. Yeah. Now they can. Be open for man, go across the board. You know, yeah. they can play whatever some old seventies to like, whatever. yeah, whatever. Yeah. So it, that's what's even more fun because you know after after the DJs get off the show, they're just like, man, that was so much fun. You know, like <laughs> I never got to play Blowed in a long time. You know, like yeah, some freestyle fellowship or some ganja K or you know, like. You know, like some really underground shit sometimes. And, and people are like, damn. And, you know, and people in the chat, too, they're just kind of like, yeah, I never watched this or heard this in a long time. Yeah, that's real. Like, it's ta- it takes you back to the, like, going to the show. For me, it takes me back to, like, going to the shows, driving up from Long, because I went to Lobby State. So, like, driving up to L.A. to the shows and stuff, like mm. the Bigger Bees and, you know, all the stuff yeah, like yeah. that, all those shows. And it's, like, good times, dude. Like, and the community, like, it's, like... You know, and and you and I remember we had like that phone call early on. We were like trying to figure out Twitch. We're like, I think you got it. Oh my god! I think like we were just learning. Yeah. But you knew more because you guys were trying to figure it out. So I was like, Mm. and then what is this? And then did it like it's fascinating. And then during one of the, I think I was talking with with Mona Lisa too. We're talking about Twitch as well, and I was saying like. I think it was like one of your sh- one of the boom baps. I think I was like on it, and then like I was like I don't know what this button's for. I don't know what this means. Like you know what I'm saying? Like why does this keep popping up? And then like someone gave me something, like you know. And I was like, what is that? You know, it's it's um I I love it because it's learning new shit, but then the payoff is like. You guys spinning, you know, uh, the beat junkies, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like Tim Timberland on there. Mm. I I listen to I when I work when I'm pushing when I'm pushing pixels and I'm working in that yeah. realm. I like to listen to like lo-fi beats or like um, yeah. Or like uh, Apollo Brown beats, like shit, like harder shit. Or lately, I listen to. I think I told you too. If I get a notification that Kenny Beats is on oh, on Twitch, yeah, then sure. I just go on there because he'll like be having all kinds of shit done, or he'll just be making a beat live. And I mm. work to that, like him just making a beat, you know. And it's just yeah, like yeah. 
I learn so much and it's like I don't know. It's the community. And I think that's yeah. what we had been missing from hip hop is like that it return to community. <clears throat> and you guys yeah. are helping to bring that back, you know? Yeah, thank you. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like that, like, um, you know, even 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 when shows were going on and even if we go to L.A. and we go check out Z Trip or whatever, it's so informal. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, we got to see him, but he's on stage and we're like, yo, you yeah. know, but. <laughs> We're in a crowd, you know what yeah. I mean? That, but now it's like people engage each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what's crazy about Boom Bap Kids is because, <clears throat> for one, I've always been, like, since I was a little kid, like, into rapping, you know? Like, I love writing, I love emceeing or whatever. And, you know, even my short stint in Hawaii doing shows and stuff, like, I've always... In my head, I always like, man, this would be cool. Like even doing those small shows, you know, I did my small shows like open for like Souls and Mischief or Rhyme Sayers yeah. or, you know, Freestyle Fellowship like that. But you know, it's, it's like it's like a juice, you know, you local. <laughs> 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 so you know, it, it was dope to do, but in my head, I'm just like, you know, I'm just local. This is just for fun, you know. And yeah. my my partner Omega Six was always super ill, and oh, people always reached for him, you know, like. Out of the crew, he was the one that always got asked to do shit, you know, because he was nasty. Yeah. So it's just funny, like, even though I felt back in the day, like, I never got to get to that point in my life where I just wanted to be, like, a well-known, like, hip-hop, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of person or whatever. Just the art career itself, being a painter and, you know, being a dancer and just always being involved in hip hop culture. Like it just got me, it still got me there, even though I wasn't like an act, like an MC act yeah. or whatever. Like I, I became homies with some of these people and it's, it's amazing. That yeah. dynamics is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. All the creative shit that you've done in your life have gotten you here. And now you have something that, you know, you're talking about like, Oh, for the culture, for the, you're what you guys are fucking doing. And I can't wait to, will it save because we're in Palm Springs, for yeah, us yeah, to yeah. go, like, to see it with the green screen. And, like, I've seen pictures or video of it, like, with just the behind-the-scenes, oh, yeah, the yeah, BTS. Yeah, sure. But, like, to be there and see you guys in action live, like, that's what I want to do. That's what the Supernatural oh, dude, Bear want wants to, like... <clears throat> Every time someone comes on the show, I'm, I'm stoked because I'm a fan of a lot of these guys. And I'm also meeting a lot of OG LA DJs that I've, I didn't know about, you know what I mean? Because yeah. the DJ, DJ community is deep, you know what In I mean? In LA? Psh. Yeah. The so. hip-hop, the hip-hop, the people, like, that's why, like, on here, on the on Word to Your Mama, like, I've had, I, that's one of the things that has organically, I just forgot about it. Like, that's what is organically happening. Like, I've had, like, Rachel Ramis on, and we talk about rap life during those mm. times and get that perspective. Mona Lisa, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to have Carmelita on from the Wake Up Show. I'm going nice. to have, like, you know, so I'm going to have females on from rap life, hip-hop history here. But there also but also dudes, like, you know, from all walks yeah, of yeah. life that put on the shows, that were on in the shows. that You know, like, that's a major thing that I forget. I didn't forget, but you kind of, you know how you go through life, you kind of forget that it's just in oh, you. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. a part of you that you forget, like, oh, we got mad stories. People want to hear their mad story, like crazy stories of how deep yes. and how rich the hip hop mm -hmm. scene in, a, in L.A. is. And 
Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you mentioned, like, you know, that DJs were like, yo, I get to play Bloat, like, Project Bloat and stuff like that. Have you seen, I haven't finished it, but there's a, I don't know, I might have sent it to you. The Ava yes. one about it. I haven't seen it, yeah. It's crazy. The only one I like, saw was by Homegirl that did uh, the Good Life one. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. I later found out that was Homegirl from Project Bloat, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what the, the fuck? Yeah, so it's crazy. It shows, like, I always get in those conversations where, you know, the cliche phrase comes up where people say, you know, like, that phrase that hip-hop saves their life. I say that's that shit all the fucking time. That's just for real. It's that's real. That's for real, you know what I mean? And it shows in a lot of homies, you know? There's people like Cross One, there's... Please believe you know, it. like... There's just, you know, people that's been in hip-hop that it became their life and their career, and it's it's dope, you know what I mean? Arts yeah. and, like, a bunch of people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying, like, and that's, you know, when I talk about what the purpose of this podcast is, it's, like, talking about me being Latina, of color, da 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 but also, like, building my tribe, and it's all connected with, we're all somehow connected because of hip-hop. Hip-hop. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? It brings people together. And I love, you know, if I go to, to your guys' Twitch and I'm on there and I'm like, I see, like, some old-school homies that in, in the chat. And I'll be like, hey. Your chat is You crazy. know what I'm saying? Like, see, Mechadon Silos and da da Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Like, respect and love. And it's, and it's like, of course you're there because of the community. But because you know it's quality shit. And I, I've mm-hmm. told you before, like, there's, you know. Often uh, imitated, never duplicated. Like, people can try. They can try to come for you guys and try to s- duplicate what you do, but they don't got the essence or the love or the passion. And it's just, you can tell. It's transparent yeah, if yeah. you're just trying to do it just to do it. But if you're doing yeah, it because yeah. of the love, people feel that shit. And to totally. happen during a pandemic, we needed that shit. Yeah. So there thank has you. been a rise. There's hella fuckers coming out. The gate with it. Yeah. You know and and I mean? they're not good. Remember that time I got mm-hmm. on Homeboy, their Instagram? Oh, yeah. Dude, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> so all the homies were stoked. They're like, damn. I don't give a fuck. I was like, nah, like, you can't bite, dude. Like Totally. So- yeah, that's such a big rule. But, you know, there there is, you know what's crazy about it? Like, yeah, and we never came off like that. We never came out and said, we're the only hip-hop fucking puppet show. Of course. Nah, we... We just wanted to do it. It's for fun, you know. And yeah. and if you dig, if you dig hashtag puppets, there's been a community of puppets, but a lot of them are, you know, really it's like lamb chop type stuff, you know, like <laughs> like if you, you don't know, know lamb chop, like, look lamb chop. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really sweet and and yeah. you know like a crafty craft craft style, you know, yeah. Like yeah. people that do like a. Craft booking and stuff yeah. like that kind of style, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and now you you start seeing like you know the hip hop heads shining, and we get hit up all the time to make puppets for people, but we don't. Even if we do create a puppet of someone you guys recognize, they don't leave the studio; they become part of of the the cast. Yeah, the you world, I mean? the universe of Boomback yeah, Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't, we don't. We don't produce puppets to sell or whatever, even though people hit us up. It's it's just like 
for the show. It's for it's for it's for the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's for the culture, and I appreciate yeah. it. Like, thank you to and to the whole entire crew, man. Like, it's it's been it's been uh, great, and to see you guys evolve and to see those numbers. You know, That's go from crazy. like twenty something to like what you guys have now, and people doing the, what's that shit called when they um, the emotes? No, they no. they're done with their Twitch, but they send them your people. Oh, they their raid, people, they raid the raids, the raids, like yeah, the yeah, raids yeah, and yeah. shit. Like that's love. It's all love, and I like yeah. I love that shit. So kudos to Boomback Kids. I'll have all the links to yeah. that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I knew we it was going to be a discussion of hip hop because it's such a big part of our lives, and then it sure. leads all that shit we talked about led you to this point. So you're doing it's hip hop, it's creative. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. the MC. Like, you get to be, like, usually the, the MC, you know, of the situation. You guys are, like, just having fun. <laughs> it's fun. And, you know, like, it's crazy. So when, when we were executing it and when – because, you know, like, the original idea was I was just going to redo videos. Yeah. You know, like, the, there's the bugging out, Trap Call Quest bugging out. There's the nonce. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Like, it's just fun because it's – it's more geared to cats that are our age, you know. I want people <laughs> yeah. to see it and be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit!" Because you know we all grew up on Muppets and hip hop. You know what I mean? That was, you know, like that was our Saturday mornings or whatever. Please you know believe what I mean? it. And what's what's dope about it and what draws people in? It, it, it's that. It's like cats my age that stumble upon it and be like, "Whoa!" And you'll see it in the chat. You'll see someone come in there with their homies and. And that's what I say Twitch is. Twitch is like a huge fucking warehouse party. Yes. And we're just going room to room, you know, and you, you go in one room, you see somebody and they're like, oh, I just saw you in, in the beat junkie room. I was like, oh, yeah, what's yeah, up, dude? You know, and for like, sure. It's the same thing. So it's like when we see those groups come in and there's that first initial what the fuck, because there's always that what the fuck. Yeah. Like someone's yeah. in there like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> And then, but tw- then they 10 turn. Minutes later, <laughs> I see. Yeah, I see it in the in the in the in the feed. They're like, "This is the best thing ever." Or like, ever. "This yeah. is bringing me so much joy." Because that's exactly what you do. That's yeah, what yeah, Boom yeah. Bap Kids does. You guys bring the motherfucking joy, and especially during the trash administration, during oh, all man. the shit we were going through in a pandemic, the uprising, all that shit. To yep. have something that you could see live, that's not scripted. It's just you feel yeah, the yeah, fucking yeah. love. I was just like, yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's the yeah, joy. It's not, it's you brought just, the joy. And it's and it's just it's just mad fun. Like, you know, we're all in our forties. And um 40s now we're is puppet- the new 30s. We're puppeteers now. I'm a puppeteer. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Kevin. I'm a puppeteer like you do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's really cool because another thing is, you know cats my age you know and and, you know we all have have homies that like you said earlier not fell off but they grew out of it they not actually grew out of hip-hop but they grew out of that love of digging for new music Mm -hmm. they grew out of that love to actually be um pulled into watching a b-boy battle or Or Sing like they're not music. up on the latest. Like they just kind of like yeah. let life take them, you know, totally. out of and it. And a lot of them are bitter too. A lot of them are like, man, ain't shit out. I'm like, dude, you got to look. There's That's what I'm saying. Hell shit out. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah, one yeah. thing I also say on almost every episode on here is that I don't want to be 
those dudes and you know some people or, or girls they're like <laughs> yeah. nah fuck hip-hop nowadays like and they only listen to like shit from way back and they're like that's it like that's, that's the it. end all yeah. be on it's like dude you gotta evolve like there's some good quality shit but from you younger know what's cats. funny a lot of those cats they listen to old shit but just certain old shit because yeah. then they'll come on the show and they'll hear some old shit and be like holy fuck i haven't listened to this forever this is fire you know what i mean like it's like what do you mean you haven't listened to this? I fucking it's on my uh, fucking it's on my Alexa every fucking day, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm singing yeah. along. You know what I mean? You gotta so, evolve. like if you love music, and I think that's what happens. You, you it's a it's um it's something that brings you joy, and you can let life take over to where you're not doing something that brings you that much joy. Like if you used mm-hmm. to totally be into music, and we, yeah. we you know you were you're adulting. I get it. You don't have as much time to be totally. up on everything. But listen to old shit. Listen to some new shit. Like, listen, you know, especially with all these streaming things. Like, yeah. it's so easy. Like, I get put on so Dude, much Spotify. shit. Spotify knows me. Spotify, yes. oh, word, you like this? <laughs> or oh, you're going to like this? I was like, how do you know Spotify? Exactly. You know me they well. Put in, you, you can give them one suggestion and have them build off of that one suggestion. Yeah, and they're like, oh, here you are. Here's you in a package from you from back in the days. And I'm like, that is me, Spotify. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they're totally. like, oh, you like this? Maybe you like this. And I'm like, this. yes. I love that. Yeah, totally. like the, the algorithm or whatever they're doing is on point. And that's why I don't pay for anyone else. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like for, forever I was like, I'm not going to pay for this. I'll do the free three months thing. But now I don't give a fuck. I pay for it because they're the for best. Sure. Their algorithms yeah, yeah, are the best. They have a little bit more obscure people. Their playlists yeah. that I need are on mm-hmm. point. And you could share it with people. I love that. Yeah, you it's great. I mean? It's fantastic. I use, I use the Spotify in that same instance, but I'm also one of those people that like to buy all my music. So oh. I'll hear something dope on Spotify, and then I'll go to Bandcamp, or I'll go to fucking Amazon, and I'll find it, you know? Because I like it. to spin it, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. So. That's different. Yeah. So you got to spin it. And also to support. Sometimes it depends on who, if I know them or or I really wanted to support them. Like, I'll probably never listen to it that way, but just do it off a stream. Yeah. But you buy it on totally the strength. Do right. you know, like, oh, they just yeah. released yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because you know that we all know and, you know, and it sucks, but we all know that the artists don't get, they get like point zero zero pennies on the streams. Yeah. But so, you know, this is another way to try to support or whatever. Totally, um, totally. Okay, so. Okay. At the end, I have uh, the <clears throat> the not-so-rapid-fire questions, a.k.a. the slow-as-hell questions. But before we get into that, we have a couple of more questions from the audience. So okay. when I know some—so uh, depending on certain people, I go around and I ask people that know them or might know them. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to have such-and-such on this day. What are some questions? I already asked you the super ne- your nephew, the Supernatural Bears question. Yep. He has a special segment that's right after this. It's called the Supernatural Bear Corner. And he, he'll do a little special thing for you. So when you listen to this, so, make sure to listen to that. He loves Uncle okay. Woes. Also, it's funny that he used to get you and his Uncle Babu mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Because I had a conversation with Rheumatic and... Um, he always gets, he used to always, oh, even now he'll get mixed, people mix them up, you know? But I have this crazy story when I went to Bogota, Colombia, and I'm in, T, I'm, I'm, it's not TSA, but their security or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going through their security, right? And um, this guy is just smiling at me. He's at the end of security. 
and he rolls up on me and he's like, hey, man. And I'm like, what up, dude? He's like, hey, you think I can get a picture with you? So in my head, I'm like, oh, this guy knows my work. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, thinks so. he, like, he likes my paintings. This is dope. You know, in fucking Bogota? Hell yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah. So I take a picture with him. And as I shake his hand and as I'm walking away, he goes, the guy goes, who was that, man? And he goes, dude, that was fucking DJ Babu from the Beach on Geese. <laughs> So Rhett Maddox, that story was rolling. He goes, dude, that shit happened to me all the time. I was like, yeah, but me, like, what the fuck, man? I'm in, like, fucking Bogota, Colombia, and someone mistake me from Babu. That's fucking amazing. But I was, I was, I was just, like, evenly happy because I was just like, dude, that's kind of cool. I got recognized for fucking Babu. (laughs) And then, and then I wish we could have a camera so we could see when he's showing people and someone says, that's not motherfucking DJ Babu. (laughs) I know. And that's the thing. Like, I wonder if he tagged them or like, you know, posted it up and then tagged them. Oh, that would have been hilarious. But yeah, that was a really good, funny story with that. That shit's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, let's get into these questions from the audience. First up, we have one from Hyperactive Monkey, Jerome Liu. I call him Now Now. Like Now Now Jerome. He was our guest on episode 13. Check him out. He said, Woes, I've seen that you travel frequently all over the world to paint. How have you adjusted your workflow this past year with the pandemic? Man, um, with the pandemic and, and... my normal workflow, like I actually lost three major jobs before the pandemic, you know, and I was really looking forward to one, which was a trip to Jordan, Mm, you know, that would have been dope. Oh my God. I wanted to see the ruins and Petra and all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, yeah, actually it got canceled out. And you know, the story with that Richie knows and you know, like when the pandemic hit, um, shout out to Polly. He ended up mm-hmm. getting a new house. He got married and, you know, he got a new spot. And then um, me and Ming had to get our own place and we found a place. And then the pandemic hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We couldn't get the place. So we were kind of, you know, in limbo for a little bit. We didn't know what to do, you know. And then uh, a homie fucking let us stay with him for a couple months. And that's when the Boom Bap Kids started shit pop, started popping off. But at that point, you know, like Ming lost her job. I lost all my jobs and, you know, I was really depending on those travel jobs because those travel jobs would have set me up for two years at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so I I had to see what to do. And, you know, like luckily Ming, I'm I'm so bad at like adulting. So, you know, (laughs) Ming was really good at fucking getting me that unemployment and all that paperwork and setting up, you know, and I know some of you homies out there that are bad, just as bad as me as adulting. Like, I know a lot of you. You guys could have got some shit, you know, like to help you over, over. Dude, man, that EDD, real. let me say, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed. That oh, EDD nah. saved yeah. my ass because you work traveling. We work with, I work with live music and, yeah. and live events. The music, mm-hmm. like we're all music related, live music related yeah. or live event related and a lot of travel involved and large groups. That mm-hmm. shit was wiped the fuck out. We were supposed yeah. to have the biggest, one of the biggest years on See? all fronts in 2020. See? <laughs> See? Yeah. So that EDD, I was like, I can get that shit? Mm-hmm. Please believe it. 
And that shit yeah. saved us. That was first. A lot of homies were like, oh, no, nah, you know, I didn't, I didn't get, I didn't. I'm like, dude, what are you guys doing? Bro? Left money like, on the motherfucking table. That's what they did. Dude, it fed us and everything, you know? So, yeah. you know, eventually Ming got a job back, which was cool. And um, fortunately, I, I still have cool clients and people started picking up and buying artwork and stuff. So, you know, things are still cool. And, and having this boom bap kids thing, it's like. Now I'm kind of like, you know, looking towards that. Like we're trying to perfect that and trying yeah. to focus on that. Focus the, on that. But yeah. I, you know, I still do a lot of commissions now and stuff. <clears throat> but I mean, it's still hard. You know what I mean? It's it's being an artist is hard as shit. But yeah, yeah one love, one love, Jerome. That's the homie JL yeah, right there. He has another question, but you don't have to answer if you don't want to. He's like, okay. why do you why do you call Ming Transformer? But. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's because Ming's actually, she's just an <laughs> 80s toys head, you know? She loves, that's that's a fun fact about Ming, like, people don't know. It's like, even though she's younger than yeah. me, yeah. her 80s toy collection is insane. You know, it, it ranges from, like, He-Man to Transformers, Nintendo, Mask. Like, she's across the board with that shit, you know what I mean? So, Are, are you guys excited about the new He-Man that Kevin Smith put to, is putting together that's coming out soon? Oh yeah, definitely. I want to check it out for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, okay, so that you answered transfer. <laughs> shout out to Ming. Um, this one comes from our episode six guest Kano. He said, "Woes, ask him if he has Yeezy in Serato." <laughs> I actually don't have it, Yeezy. If I have a no, no, just to be one hundred. Yeah, yeah. If I do have any Kanye, it's because of like production. Um, Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, another rapper. Yeah. On produ- you know? Yeah. Because, dude, I mean, I can't front, dude. Kanye got fire beats on some of these tracks. Please you know, believe you can't it. Front it. You can't He's front. fucking talented. He's you talented can- as shit. Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. never can be taken away from him, for sure. But I do not own one pair of Yeezys. <laughs> never, ever wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Stay true but, in that form. But another fact is, our squad alone never play Kanye on our shit. People do here and there, but you know we're not going to tell them not to. Yeah, you but mean we, the guest, just, the guest DJs might. They might, yeah. But yeah. you guys, as Boom Bad Kids, the crew, when you guys spin, nah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. We don't. Nah. Um, also from uh, Kano, he said, "I heard he ties his shoelaces without bending his knees. Is it true?" What the fuck? <laughs> <How> did- <laughs> Kano's fucking Nardwar. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop, doop, doop. Boop, boop. <laughs> That's funny. I Well, most times, yeah, I'll just bend over and fucking tie my shoe. <laughs> I don't like to do the knee thing, like knee on the ground thing. I don't know why. It's just, that's always how I've been since a kid. Or I do put my leg up. If if I bend my legs, it's because I put my leg onto something, like a bench or something. That's fucking funny. Like, how the fuck did Kano know that shit? You know what's funny? I was gonna I was gonna mock Kano and do um uh do Trader Trader Joe kick runs. <laughs> With the puppet, just the puppets. Please do that. 
<laughs> yeah, because I have a shit ton of J's for the puppets. I'm just gonna like. <laughs> you should please do that. You know, because you know me. Um, you know the Herschel boys. Uh, from the, our old podcast. You know, uh, Sketch, Shane, and Kano. We talk almost daily, and we we yeah. give him so much shit for that, and he takes it. He it's funny. We're just like. Where's the where's the crate of peaches by Trader Joe's? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. Would be well, you know, amazing. He's, he's, I get it. Uh, he he found a way to flex his J's. You know what I mean? Because I know Kano <laughs> got mad J's. No, but also like I don't. You might have not heard his episode. And like one thing that you know, we I want to touch upon just a little bit is like you know he had a health situation and he had to change the way he ate. So he's lost mad weight. You know what I'm saying? He he doesn't eat sugar or all this different shit because it came down to some real shit. And I know for you, like, you know, you also have to deal with that. Like, you know, yeah. it's it's part of genetics or it's just part of age or whatever. But it's like totally. you can't fuck around. And, you know, and I think especially because we are of color. Mm-hmm. More people need the kids need to hear this. Even people our age and older need to hear this. Like they need health, to take care of themselves. You yeah. need to take care of your shit. Health is wealth. Okay. Big let's time. go to our next question. This comes from our episode 14 guest, Mona Lisa. Um, of all the things you've made, what's your favorite creation and why? Damn, that's actually a really good I know. Really good question. Probably my puppet. <laughs> yeah, for Puppet sure. I mean, or your Quasimodo? Oh, Quasimodo! Oh, the qua- the yellow Quasimodo yeah. suit that Raka took me backstage in. <laughs> That's a was, moment. That's a moment. That was crazy because I met a bunch of people, not as Aaron. As some dude as, in in a homemade <laughs> Quasimodo, like that's amazing. I met people as Quasi. I had a smile in the fucking <laughs> mask from ear to ear. But no one saw it, you know. <laughs> I'm just giving people daps, like, what up, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, now, I mean, I would say Panda, too, because Pain in the Panda took me everywhere, you know what I mean? Yes. And and we're talking about everywhere. And also, you know, we met for at that's awesome that we met at a at a Bismar that's fitting that we met at a <laughs> Bismarcky, right? Like a Bismarcky <laughs> spinning totally. show. But also, we became closer, and I feel that's when we became brother and sister, like family, because mm. of the the trip we made. And I'll have yes. a link to the movie, um, Paint Live. Shout out to the entire yep. crew. I haven't seen it with the new music, um, but you you guys can rent it and buy it or whatever. And it's a documentary of when we went to Thailand, yes. um, Hong Kong, Singapore, and then we ended up going to the Philippines. We were like. Art Basil came home real quick, raised money, yep. went out, and changed our lives. We worked with refugee kids. Okay. It was, like, fucking life-changing. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, okay, so as far as not really creation mm-hmm. or creating something, but that trip as far as it goes from my career and art and stuff, that was, like, the heaviest, the coolest and the most amazing thing I've done in my life, for sure. For sure, like it, hell yeah. I think if I feel like it changed, like it changed us on a cellular level. Like we went through the fucking thing in Wandavision. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, we went in the dome. <laughs> we went in the fucking dome. Like it changed 
Rambo at a cellular level this trip <laughs> to get geeky like this because today is Thursday. We're gonna I'm gonna stay up to late to watch it. Um, yeah, yeah. We have totally. two episodes. Two episodes left. Um, yeah. It changed us on that cellular level. Like it changed our lives, and we became like because we, like we we came out different people, and we came out mm-hmm. together as different people. Yes. And yeah. and it was such an amazing experience, and that's like the the last major travel I had at because then I had the supernatural yeah. bear. But then, you know, you and 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 Purge, J Ru, got to, you know, keep because of that, all the connections that were made, yeah. you know, um or in that part of the world, it just Hell yeah. major Asia. you know, yeah. it, it opened up Asia to you guys and yeah, it yeah. was just a, a, a beautiful thing, man. And totally. you know, I, I think about those kids a lot. <laughs> I know it may. It, some of it makes me bummed because yeah. you know, like You're, you don't know, you don't know, they know where made they it. go. Yeah. So, these, yeah, so we worked with these kids, sure. and they were saved from Burma because it was at Mesa, the Burmese, um, uh, Thailand uh, bo- border, yeah. and they were a lot of were sex trafficked, and they were like, yeah. you know, they're, they're just they're like sex orf- traffic uh, refugees, right? refugee, refugees, orphan kids, and we got orphan to kids, yeah. for two weeks ride bikes to and fro. I would say like I miss riding the bikes. To and f- you know from work. Yes. And you know we're and, with Sherio and Yayak. That's when they. Dude, the smiles, dude. The smiles on them kids. The kids, man. Mm. Just like. That's why I feel bad because I know like once we bounced, a lot of those kids are like, man, that was fun. You know I what know, I mean? Like I know. <laughs> I know, man. A lot of tears on that trip, and you can catch a mm. lot of tears. <laughs> there's two documentaries. There's Paint Life, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there's the uh, Little Lotus Project one. I'll have a link to that one too. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a lot of tears. You get to see like the whole crew and the setting up of everything. I mean, it was it was really dope. But um, okay, so that's one of your favorite things. Is also that. Do you want to support original content that supports diverse voices? Why not support Word to Your Mama? You're listening to it right now. Become a patron. Head over to patreon.com slash WTYM. There are four patron levels to choose from, including Good Looking Out, I'm Down, Hell Yeah, and Please Believe It. Benefits include patron shoutouts, exclusive patron-only content, and so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash WTYM to take your support to the next level. Gracias. Okay, yeah, yeah, so the yeah. next really good questions come from uh, someone that I, I love. <laughs> Rocka. <laughs> Word up. <laughs> fam. He's fam to us, fam to totally. you. Yeah, um, yeah. First question What's the first Hawaiian hip hop song that you remember? Hip hop song? Like yeah. when I was a kid? Yeah, Hawaiian hip hop song that came from Hawaii. That's so funny because there was a, <laughs> was it was it a comedy. It was a comedy group. <laughs> oh, really? Called Three Local Boys. Ah. Yeah. And it was, Were they I good? I mean, I was a little kid, and it, they was just trying to rap, like, on some funny shit. You know, they rapped about musubis and, <laughs> and island life. It was, like, yeah. it was a comedy. It was yeah. a comedy Got rap it. album. But that was my first experience of um, 
them trying to rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was, it, it so was, how old are you? Do you think elementary school age or? Yeah. I think I was in sixth grade actually. Oh, okay. Right before right before junior high. You know what I mean? Like yeah. There was actually I mean there was other rap cats I think in Hawaii, but I didn't really pay attention to them. You know, because during that time when I was really getting like the beginning of, like getting into hip hop, I was all about like. Run DMC, Fat Boys, Houdini. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. Like, I was like, if I heard anything else, especially if it was coming from my islands, I'm like, like, that's, that's local. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you juiced local. them. Yeah, that's local. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the term now. We juiced them. <laughs> you juiced but, them. <laughs> <laughs> that's a new move. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out to Lanai. He's a comedy dude I know from Hawaii. But yeah, I think he was part of that too. That's cool. I think it was just my homie Ryan Lanai and this guy named Augie T. And yeah, it was funny because they would rap about funny shit about Hawaii and you know, Hawaii food and Local just being life. on the island. That's cool. And, you know, and uh, there was another group called uh, I forgot the name, but they they did a song called Sweet Sweet Okole. What's Okole? Mean sweet mean? Ass. <laughs> I'll send you a link. Yes, but it was please. Totally wanna be New Jack. <laughs> style but it was hawaii and it had like lowrider trucks and 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 girls and dudes in overalls trying to you know and and you know the illest move back then in hip-hop during that time was a backflip so i think you see a guy do a couple backflips that's major that that was it (laughs) but yeah yeah that was one of the the first groups you know i mean hawaii got dope hip-hop straight up now but yeah but, but the first, kid. the first memory. Okay, the next question is: What's the first Hawaiian graffiti piece or character that you remember seeing? Um, when I was a kid, I must have been in fifth grade. Uh, there was a huge war in my city. I, I grew up in a little town called Kali, and um, the Crips and the Bloods were pl- like planning like a huge fight. You know like what I mean? Rumble? They called it like a rumble. Wow. And on the gymnasium, these ground, and it was amazing to me because, you know, we live in Hawaii and this yeah. is the 80s. Yeah. And this was been 1988, I think. Someone did World War Three <gasps> on the gymnasium and it said World War Three, and then behind war was the garbage pail kid with the fucking... <laughs> yes, the head with the head exploded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my first like that's major graffiti I seen, and I remember looking at that. And I'm like, yo, and you know, at that time, I was already fascinated with Beach Street. Yeah, and um, you know, that book came out, Spray Can Art, Henry Chaffant, yeah, and stuff. So that time, I already had that book too. I was biting all this shit in that book, tracing <laughs> shit as a kid. You know what I mean? So that book and that piece that was on the the high school gymnasium was a big part of my life, like, thinking back, like... That's that amazing. That was the first graffiti That's a great concept. Just just out the out the, the gate, that's a great concept. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Totally. World War III but and have the garbage bell kid, like... Yeah, 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 yeah totally. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, a big part of my career, too, was, like, when I moved back to Hawaii um, in, as a junior in high school, and, yo, rest in peace to Phase too. Mm. But he was spending a lot of time in Hawaii. Oh, I didn't know and that. And 
he uh, he was a mentor to a lot of my homies, and I didn't know that until later because you know wow. I moved from Vegas. Yeah. But he was mentoring a lot of my homies in graph, and he had some pieces up. And I remember going to this high school called Kalani High School, and I had just discovered Catch Catch One, mm. and he's well known here too because he's known for doing whole freights, but he was known to do full environments, trees, characters. You know, oh, yeah. like mountains, he would do top to bottom freights like that and got mad respect from writers out here in L.A. too. But this high school had a sick collabo piece. One side was East 3. Shout out to East. <laughs> and the other side had Phase 2. And then at the end had the classic con art mural by Catch where it's the two cans and one can is standing over the other oh, can. And yeah. he goes. He was blown away. I think you remember the T-shirt. Yes. Had the con, the con art right in the front and then had the graffiti character pointing a gun at the other graffiti character. But there were both spray cans. Yes. That changed my life when I saw that piece when I moved to Hawaii because I was like fully engulfed in graffiti then. And to move, like being bummed, like, fuck, we have to move from fucking the mainland back to Hawaii. Like, I didn't <laughs> want to do that. Yeah. But when I saw that piece, it was kind of like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the they were here. here they're here. They were here. They touched yes. this. Like I a blessing. Build. Like, oh, welcome yeah. back. This is the place, right? Exactly. For right now. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's amazing. So, yeah, you can't be bummed. Like, you're here now. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you still have this, you know? Yeah. And just thinking back, like, the fact that you moved to Wash- to Seattle, Washington, but then mm-hmm. there happened to be the store that had real Futura pieces, like, like, that's all. It's not coincidence, man. Nah. <laughs> and it's you're all touched by hip hop. Yeah, it's like all yeah. like absorbing and adding and all that shit. It's amazing. I oh, love totally. it. I love it. And that's why that thing, that whole thing with um, Hawaii being behind, you know, like when I and that's see, that's that's why it's so crazy. The different stages I went through, you know yeah. what I mean? Because even leaving to Seattle and then learning all this stuff from the shop, <clears> when I went I came back home, my mom was like, you know, I went broke, like, I, you know, I was working as a chef, but I fucking saved all my money, and that's how I, I survived for a whole summer, because I didn't do shit. Yeah. I just paid rent with whatever money I had, and fucking my parents was like, I, when I ran out of money, my mom was like, you want to come home? And this was back in 2002, and when I went back home, because I had, like, a sponge sucked up all this knowledge and culture on design streetwear and you know it wasn't called street art then you know like but it was that movement it gave me an advantage because now i'm back in hawaii where people are still behind but now i have an advantage to move forward and i mean i think that's why another thing too like i moved back to hawaii at the right time because i had a head start no one was on it yet yeah that's real i could see that like you kind of time travel you're like yo let me go over here get this shit and bring it back over here (laughs) and tell you what time it is (laughs) yeah the only drawback to that at that time was there was nobody there's no community i was the only one the only one on it kind of you know what i mean yeah and but that's also another advantage I had, too, because, you know, shout out to Information. Oh, yeah. They were having guests come over, too, that were just visiting. So, you know, like Andy Howe or David Cho or yeah. when they when the, those cats came to Hawaii, the only cat they could reach out that can link 
and knew anything about their shit was me. Yeah, so that makes I sense. Had, you know what I mean? So yeah. it worked out that way. So, you know. And you build that relationship until this. I did. You guys still do dope collaborations together and stuff. Oh, yeah. And Shout out to Annie. That's the so, homie. We, we're trying to get him on Boobap Kids, too. You know? So that's that's good shit. Okay, two more questions, and then we okay. go into the the rapid fire. The next one: All what right. toy, what figure or toy would be the ultimate addition to your collection? Ooh. And I would say if you know if you don't know, he has a crazy collection already. So this is a really good question. It is a really <clears throat> good. Um. I don't have the hubby, but my favorite piece probably in this collection, in my collection, would probably be the uh, Margaret Killigan toy. Because, mm. you know, that was Twist's wife and mm. came off through Tokion. And it's just, it, it, it's a, that toy is like an image of like when I started, I guess, because it's like an old toy. It was when I first got into collecting. That same goes for my first cause bear brick. I have a thousand percent cause bear brick that's beat up and shit because <laughs> it's been with me since two thousand and three. And you know, I we I didn't know nothing about resale value and all that shit. <laughs> so like I it's mine. The, I'll just do whatever. Yeah, I tossed the box. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think yeah. I've even done shit where like I fucking put them in videos and I fucked with them. You know what I mean? And so it's like, but it at a time I almost sold it, but. That cause and all my old school toys that I have, like either it'd be Michael Lau, the Margaret Killigan, the cause toy, or the, even the Doze Green toy that came mm. out, the Traveler. Like those toys been with me my whole career. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why they're 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 important to me and that's why I love them because they'll they'll never leave me. You yeah. Know what I mean? They're and super special. Yeah, they've been on my whole journey, you know what I mean? And that's what I love about them. But is there anything that you are looking to add? Oh, add? Like yeah. ultimate? Ultimate addition to your collection. I just got it, and you can go get it now. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> well, I don't know by the time they hear it, but it's the Buffalo Soldier by Kevin Lyons. Oh, it, that's that's super cute. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout out to Kevin because he actually sent, he sent me one of his original ones. That's dope. So I have it, and... I, I guess I already have it. I mean, <laughs> you don't got to get one. it because you got it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So a lot of my toy collection now is just conversation. That I want to find the ones that are more conversation yeah. starters rather than it be worth money. I mean, my cause shit is dope because, you know, they're investments. But I like a toy where people walk in the spot and be like, holy shit, what the fuck? Where did you get that? <laughs> like the banana <laughs> you know? that, that that you got when we were in, what was that, Hong Kong or Hong Singapore? Hong Kong, <laughs> Hong Kong. Every, that's, and that's funny because every time someone comes over, right, they that's grab- the toy where they look at it and they're like, that's funny. Where'd you get that? You know yeah, I mean? that's crazy. Okay, last question so. from Raka is, who would be your dream musical collaboration with? Oh, man. Dream collaboration. That is a super hard question for me, you know. I don't think it would be. Oh, nah, that would be too easy. I was going to say Dilla, but that's so easy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe FKJ or something. Okay. Something smooth and chill, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. Or, oh, no. 
Zarface probably. Zarface <laughs> would probably be it. See, there's a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, for different types you of know? things, for different, different vibes. Yeah, yeah. And Shout stuff. out to SO and 7L. That's the homies, but. Man, to to just do anything with those guys would be a fucking dream. MF Doom would be. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm really digging what Zarface is doing because, you know, that I'm right there with them. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking comic nerd. Like, everything about <laughs> them is like, it fits my persona, you know? So yeah. that would be a, a dream one, you know? Nice. Okay, well, we're done with uh, questions for the audience. Let's get into these not-so-rapid-fire questions, the a.k.a. slow-as-hell questions. But I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to be that slow for you. Three words to describe yourself. Fat. <laughs> <laughs> You're not fat. He's like, <laughs> Hungry? No, um, I will say easygoing. Yeah. Um, passionate. Mm-hmm. Um, and motivated. Please believe it. I I concur. What's the best piece of advice you received? Um, never forget your roots. Mm. Always, always give a shout out to your roots. You know, because I see that often. I see so many people climb the ladder to their success and don't even give that love back. You know what I mean? Like, like, cause I mean, even when I was not doing anything, cats like that I met that had that same vibe, that chill vibe and just, you know, just do what you do, what you do, man. Enjoy, enjoy what you do and never lose that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's those kind of cats that gave me that advice, you know, and I get, I pass on that same advice, you know. Yeah. Because a lot of people lose that, you know. They, they Their heads get big or, yeah. you know, like they let... You can't let that happen. And, you know, it, it gets the best of us. Like, it can happen to anybody, but maybe totally. let, only let it happen for a, a quick second. And I think it also depends who's around you. If you have good people around you, they'll be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they'll check you. Yeah, they'll you check got, oh, you. That's a good, yeah, you get people. You need people that can you, check you. You don't sure. need the yes people. And I think that's what happens to mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of celebrities of all types, right, is they have these – they end up surrounding themselves with the yes people that, that are yeah. like, let me say yes because if I say no, I'm going to get kicked out and I'm not going to get my money. My Money. I'm not going to get my bread, but you need totally. people that don't give a fuck that you're, they're not on the payroll that are going to check you. So you'd be like, yo, you didn't, you didn't make up this genre fucker. Like yeah, there's people exactly. before you. Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. And, and I hear like, you know, you know, you and I are both like really into music and like here, like I'm, I'm so into like a new group or a new band or a new DJ or something. And then they ask mm-hmm. him like, oh, well, you kind of sound like some, such and such. And they're like, I don't know who that is. Really, motherfucker? You don't know who yeah, that yeah. is? <laughs> You're a fucking liar. <laughs> like, but come yeah, on. Sure. Like, you know, like shit like that. It's like, okay, they're young. Yeah. Maybe they can, you know, whatever. Okay. Next question. What are you doing to dismantle the patriarchy? To dismantle it? Yes. What do you mean? Like the authority? Like, what do you mean? The, the patriarchy, patriarchy, like, you know, where uh, it's, a, it's a society, it's a system where, where men hold all the power and women are excluded. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. stuff like that. Like, what are, what are you doing personally on a big scale, small scale to dismantle that? Like, how is your, well, how are you contributing to the dismantling 
of patriarchy? Well, for me, for I guess for my skill set, will always be creativity, like using creativity, building things, and you know that's just universal. You know what I mean? Like women and men, talented. If you put them together on some creative shit, it's even more powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's that. You know, I mean, you see it even even this past fucking pandemic year like even during the protests like yo art was prominent you know what i mean the yeah. creation of imagery and and posters and, and and just giving back that way murals and stuff to represent the people and and, and our movement like you know what i mean it's it's yeah. the creativity and the creations and stuff so yeah and- i fight i fight with my creativity for sure and, and also just, I feel like you contribute to dismantling the patriarchy because you never look down on women. You see them as equals. You always yes. have like, you know, uh, women in your crew on all your different types of crews. You know, you, like I said on earlier on boom bap kids, there's all, from jump. You've I always had, you know, uh, female DJs on, Oh yeah. Uh, like you always give them a, pl- you share the platform cause it's just good people. It's good people. It's not, you're good for a, a a good female DJ. You're just a good DJ. Like, you know, you're not just a good female artist. You're just a good artist. Like, Oh, totally. So like, you're doing that. They're pretty much on the same vibe with us, you know, like, yeah. I mean, we've had some DJs hit us up and we're, and you know, because of our circle, people are like, no, no, no. You gotta be true. It has to work. You you know, you you can't be guilted into, to having someone You can be dope as shit, but if you don't have that, same energy and vibe, with vibe. Us, we're not gonna, it doesn't we're mesh not gonna it's not yeah, gonna totally. work and you have to know that and that's another thing too is i think people don't really they kind of question like well maybe we should do it because then this will people will not nah, now nah. you know have to know in your bones like your gut feeling that's not gonna work you know totally. what i'm saying like they could be yeah. dope as fuck but over there in that lane like Tony, and we, <laughs> i see it a lot in the, the mural game you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're just going together to go together, but it's not really working. Okay, Sorry. next one. What is a song that you listen to to get you hyped? That extra mm. motivation, that extra punch. What is that jam? What is that that track? Oh man. He's looking right now. He's thinking. He's looking up to the sky. He's looking. I am, actually. He's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Music questions are always hard, man, because I have so much. I always think about so much different ones, you know. Um, Tell me what, a latest one. Like, maybe something you've listened to within the last month that got that got you hyped again. Dude, anything from Boot Camp Click. That always hypes get you, me up. Get you, get you. Okay, we got that. You know, some Smith or Wesson or some Buckshot Shorty. Yes. You know. Okay. Um, but dude, yeah, I mean, there's so much because that's been my whole pandemic life is just hearing <laughs> dope. <laughs> yeah. What can get me hyped today? Like, what can get me out of this <laughs> yeah. funk today? I do. Listen, you know what? I, I play. I've been playing a lot. Um, Pace one. Okay, I'm not familiar. Um. Uh. Who else? Because, um, you know, like, I'm starting to hear a lot of dope hip-hop shit that I've never heard that came out in, like, the, the 2000s. Mm. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was so fixated on on my certain, you know, I was so into Project Bloat or super underground shit. Like, I kind of let a lot of shit go under the radar, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess as, as, as far as right now, like, uh, you know, it's a dope track that I heard and I kept on playing it in the last few days was New Forms by Bahamadia and Ronnie Size. Okay. New Forms. That's a high pass song. Yeah. Okay. It's like a drum and bassy song. Got Stop. it. Sweet. I'll check it out. Okay. So, final question of the Not So Rapid Fire questions, the AKA Slow as Hell questions. What will be your legacy? My legacy? Yeah. Like, when you die, what will you be remembered for? Like, what, what will you leave on this earth for the world? Or what do you hope that to be? I would hope that people will think of me as a dude that always had fun, no matter what. No <laughs> yes. matter how old he got, he was always doing cool, funny shit. You know what I mean? Yes. And always on some good vibe stuff, you know? And that's what I like to push. So, just some creative, fun, musical shit. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Like... <laughs> Just you know, pushing, pushing, uh, just leaving. I guess leaving a mark uh, uh, with good vibes and because I think everything that surrounds me has been music. You know, I mean, I've been doing the boom bap kids, but I mean, I've I always had music around me, and it always I have to every day. Yeah, I have to hear Same. good music. Same. If not, I go nuts. <laughs> you know Same. what I mean? I start my day with like. Music, like I, I meditate for like five minutes, but it's like before that or after that, it's like some music. Like I need music all as much as I can, and different music for different types of day or different tasks. But music and like quality music, and I want to know, I want to learn more, and you know, see what's out there and see what the kids are doing, and for sure, Hell yeah. yeah. So. Okay, yeah, I feel like that will be your... I think there's no doubt, Woes, that that will be your legacy. So thank you. Dude, thank for you. For being on here with me. It's so good to see you. I know we, like, text and talk and da-da-da-da, but, like, to have a convo. A lot of stuff I know, but it's always just good to build. And if you guys don't know what Woes looks like, I'll have links to... You'll see all the shit, but it's funny because he looks like a bear. He does look like an Ewok, and <laughs> he's super cuddly, and he brings joy. So, well, gracias, Woes, for bringing joy. But, yeah, dude, it's been an honor to fucking chop it up with you. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I never—I always talk about panda shit. Every time someone interviews me, they want to talk about panda shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, so I, I was love, like, I it's out them. there. I like the music conversations. Yeah. And that's the thing. I can't wait sh- for shit to open up because I swear to God, like people that roll through, I know they know you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if they saw you, because a lot of these cats been either working or been involved in Coachella or, yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the DJs, because, you know, you're a fucking, you're a fucking Angelino. So it's like. 
a lot of cats that roll through, I know it, you know. And, and also, like, vice versa, like, because they don't know my li- they don't know me from my life as, like, an artist and, like, they don't know that, like, you and I are, like, brother and sister. Like, do you know oh, what I'm totally. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was, exactly. like, when I was telling Mona Lisa, I was, like, you need to be on this. She's, like, oh, like, well, you know, da 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 I was, like, you, because Woz is, like, my brother. <laughs> you Look know what that. I mean? So, I don't, wait, wait, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, here. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> That's has she seen it yet? Yeah, she likes it. John's still working on it. Oh but my god! Look, it's look a puppet. <laughs> it's a puppet of her. Oh my god! That's amazing. She's hype. Yeah, oh my god! She's so hype. Stuff. She's the best. Shout out to Mo- Mother Mona Lisa. Their um, whole squad, man. Yeah. Umoja. Um, Umoja? Um, Umoja crew. Yeah. Yeah, high, fi- high fidelity. Yeah. I mean, they came and ripped it. They did. And and I came back to see uh, Mona and just to see her evolution as a DJ. I mean, she's hip hop through and through. Totally. And totally. if you haven't listened to her episode, you have to listen to her episode because we get into the weeds about it and okay. it's a lot of hip hop history. Um and then you you get to, to you get to hear how I how I discovered Mona Lisa and I was like, Who the fuck is this person? She knows every fucking thing about hip hop. Like I need to meet her. Like, you know? So Dude, she had she had the Souls of Mischief Air Maxes on when she came into the studio. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like everybody knows Mona Lisa <laughs> and everyone and loves and respects cares. her. Yeah, everyone loves and respects Mona Lisa. Like when you hear her story, and that w- mm. what we discuss on the on the episode is just part of her story, like just a, like dope. a smidgen of her story. Yeah. But like, I was like, who is this lady? Like, who you know? And she's not even that much older than me. But you know, I was just like yeah. just entering the scene, and I was like, how oh, does totally, she know yeah. all this you, you shit? Look at people, yeah, and I always like looked up, up to her. I was like, yo, like to another female who knows this much about hip hop? Like, mm. amazing. So, anyways, shout out to Mona. I can't. I can't wait to see that oh, yeah. live in the wild on Boomback Kids. Make sure to follow oh, and and see. Get bring yourself some joy, and and do yourself a favor and go see Boomback Kids live on a, a live for Twitch. For sure, do, do yeah, that and, shit. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you that um that Sunny James joint and the and the Mad Skills one. Yeah. So, I never looked because I watch them live. But are they yeah. archived? On your no. thing? No, they're not. So if you miss it, uh, you miss it. We have high, we have some high, high. Uh, what do you call it? like some snippets yeah. on our YouTube channel, but they're really short, like how we have on our Instagram. Do you have sleazy B snippet? We do have sleazy. Oh, I'm B gonna snippet. put that on the show notes, kids, because you gotta see this shit. I'll, I'll send it to you because there's some <laughs> funny ones where I'm seeing. Oh my god, I'm singing along with sleazy B, <laughs> but I don't have a voice. So it's just comedy because I'm trying to catch the notes as a puppet. <laughs> so Amazing. Amazing. Uh, I don't know if you know uh, uh, L.A. Bellatini. No, I, I saw she was spinning after Marissa. <laughs> she is a huge Sleazy B fan. So like when we Good popped taste. him up, she, she literally screamed. She screamed like, what? <laughs> and, and, and um uh DJ Salus, she fucking she made these dope ass lo- shout out to Salus. She did these little lockets for our guest. Oh, how cute. Where you open the lockets and it has boom bap kids portraits in them. No way. So that's what like <laughs> so if you're if you're a guest, you get one of those? Well, just for that night, because oh. she knew that 
she knew that Bella loved CZB, so she <laughs> gave Bella a CZB locket, which was that's, fucking amazing. That's amazing, man. <laughs> and, and Marissa had uh, the rest of us, so she had me, uh, uh, what do you call Silent John and Jayski. That's in cute. Her locker. And Marissa, I, I like her name. She spelled it with the two do. S's, but it's okay. I'll let it slide. Uh, <laughs> she, yeah, she's a, she's dope. Beat, beat junkie student. She's super cool. Yeah, super cutie. cute. Super yeah. cute. And she she killed it when she was spinning. Her and I appreciate fire. her selection yeah. was fire. And I was like, yes, I love this shit right now. So shout mm. out to the ladies repping on Boom Bap Kids. Gracias, Wells. Yeah. I love you, man. Dude, You're my you. hermano. You Thank you. Thank you. And shout out to everybody out there listening, too. your industry is loud and congested how will you cut through the noise while maintaining brand integrity regardless of how talented and creative your core team is nearly all businesses need some level of support in order to communicate their message from brand identity and graphic design to experiential and digital, let the team at Ritzy Periwinkle help you speak your mind and translate rough thoughts into captivating action. Visit ritzyperiwinkle.com today to schedule a no-cost 30-minute consultation to discuss the best creative strategies for your business. That's R-I-T-Z-Y-P-E-R-W-I-N-K-L-E.com. Ritzy Periwinkle. Let's build. And now, introducing the Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Yo, yo, yo. What up, everybody? It is me, SMB16. And if you have heard me, um, at the start of the show and then at the end of the show, you may have noticed I've had some differences in voice. That is not because I'm going through puberty. I still have a few years. But that aside, non-pubic um, <laughs> causes aside, <laughs> they use Spider-Man in this Spider-Verse. <laughs> Today's real topic is about <laughs> my Uncle Woes who I um, kind of one time got mistaken for my Uncle Babu. <laughs> it happens. It happens sometimes. And one person um, actually got him confused for Uncle Babu. And also he yelled, Oh, God's Dalit peoples! So, um, yeah, it's not just me. It's not just me, Uncle Wills. Not just me. Don't, don't blame the play. Blame the game. But also, thank you. Thank you for the shout-outs on the Boom Bap Kids. I really appreciate it and really makes my day. Or, you know, it's not more like day. It's more like night. Yeah, you made my night. You always make my night. So thank you, and um, yeah, that's it pretty much. Over. Yeah. There you have it, episode 21. That was Wells. How amazing is he? My brother from another mother. And 
check out Boom Bap Kids, man. It will bring you joy. Have links to everything, of course. My little man loves him, his Uncle Woes, and um, he no longer misses uh, mistakes, Uncle Woes and Uncle Babu. He said because his brain is bigger. He said that it was smaller when he was younger, not as small as a dinosaur, but smaller nonetheless. Also, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to episode 20, the one before this one, where it was just me. Um, and I explained why I didn't have any guests. It's all about my mental health therapy. And I was really trying to drive the point um, to try to normalize and destigmatize mental health within our community. So I have a mad links to a bunch of resources for you guys. And, you know, when I was in the thick of it and then I edited it and stuff, I still had to like put it uh, upload it and then sit, push that button to publish right and I was like I don't know about this but fuck it publish and I was just kind of okay fine it's it's out there whatever but this I got this comment and this made it all worthwhile said I just heard your last podcast on mental health kudos to you for sharing this personal info it ain't easy but you did it for a great cause to teach and destigmatize mental health within the Latino community sigue adelante que eres chingona do you know that just made my day thank you to you know who who sent this to me First of all, I didn't know that you listened to the podcast, so that was um, a blessing in itself. And then the fact that you took the time to reach out to me to tell me this is amazing. Um, so I really appreciate it to to you and to anyone else that listened to it and the, a lot of feedback that I got from it from friends and family. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that if anyone listened to it that I don't know, I hope it helps. Um, and I hope you get the help that you need because... Let's break them fucking cycles. But yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And let's keep it coming. We reap. Word to Your Mama is produced and owned by Ritz P. The theme music was produced by Nico Beats. And as always, Word to Your Mama is brought to you by RitzyPerryWinker.com and Panoply BPO. 